Um, Social Security is only going to have enough money coming in to pay out about 75% of the scheduled benefits. So at that point, we have to look at our plans and our, our retirees' plans and say, well, where do we make the adjustment? What happens if Mr. and Mrs. Smith's income gets cut in half, or not in half, but gets cut by 25% in 2034 or 2035? How do you want to retire? If it's with confidence, then you've come to the right place. Unlock your financial future with Ben and Caitlin Schrock, founders of BA Schrock Financial Group. Welcome to the Unlocking Your Financial Future podcast with Ben Schrock. And Caitlin Schrock. Together we make up BA Schrock Financial Group, the home of the Unlocking Your Financial Future process. In each of our podcast episodes, we will cover different financial topics so you become confident in your financial future. Today we're going to discuss Social Security and some of the recent changes to be aware of. And we'll also pick Ben's brain on some potential changes that could be happening in the future. Before we get into uh, the recent changes in Social Security, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Ben. Is Social Security going to be there? I feel like we hear this question a lot. Yeah, we do. And it's something that um, a lot of clients address that with us, their concerns. And it's something that we're always looking into and reading about with all the different legislation changes here and there. Um, and, and quite frankly, Caitlin, the system is, is hemorrhaging money, has been for years. And um, the projected point at which we're in trouble is around 2034, 2035, if nothing's done from now until then. Now, I, I personally believe Social Security will be in there. Now, the changes that are going to be made or going to be forced to be made are going to be pretty drastic um, to keep the system revived. Uh, our current administration, President Biden, has uh, been very vocal about this, and I personally believe he's looking to cement his legacy um, by making some su substantial changes that will help uh, revive the system. Now, again, it, it's just going to depend on which side uh, of the fence you fall on in, in terms of agreeing or disagreeing with that. But in, in essence, Social Security will be there. I do believe it. Um, it, it may be a shell of, of its current form that we have it today uh, for you and I or for the younger generations. But for our clients, I, I, I do feel very confident that it will be there. Well, that's all speculation. Can you tell me exactly what changes are occurring now? Yeah, so it, it, right now in, in the year 2021, um, there has been some changes. Now, they're, they're nothing, nothing's crazy um, in, in terms of uh, the, the changes for, for 2021. Um, the first change that we saw was the COLA, or the cost of living adjustment that we commonly hear. Um, each year we'll get raises, or our retirees will get raises on Social Security, and they attach that to the Consumer Price Index for wages. Um, which is also in the mix of, of being changed uh, under the current administration. They're looking to attach this uh, consumer price index for the elderly. So there's different measures of gauges for inflation. Um, and this one right now, as it currently stands, when we get raises within Social Security, they attach that to the CPIW. So it's the consumer price index for wages. So that's what they're looking at. And the increase from 2020 to 21 was 1.3%. So um, everyone out there that is currently on Social Security probably saw a little bit of a raise in there. And coincidentally, uh, and I know it's oftentimes we see it within our own client book here, um, the, the increase within Social Security is oftentimes offset by the Medicare uh, Part B premium. So our, we kind of joke about that with our clients and say, well, we got a raise this year, but we're also got it subtracted from our Medicare Part B premium. So it kind of stings there. But yeah, so that's one of the big changes there on the cost of living adjustments. Um, 
The other one we're seeing is the FICA tax was raised. So for those of you that don't know what FICA tax is, it's the amount that's paid into Social Security and Medicare. It comes out of your paycheck automatically. Uh, the percentage for employers and employees combines right around 12.4%. Um, so that is currently at 142800 for the year 2021. Okay, so basically if you make $142,800 in the salary or, or in compensation, you are paying the absolute maximum into the FICA tax. All right. Um, now, what about those yeah. that make under that threshold? Yeah, under that threshold, they're still paying the normal amount. So basically, Caitlin, it's, it's split half and half. Um, so if it's twelve point four percent, each you know employee pays six point two. The employer pays the other six point two percent. And those that are over it, you know, that's the other side of it. Okay, what if I make a million dollars a year or uh, $500,000 a year. Well, you're capped at that 142800 So if you're one of those individuals that is a high earner, you might commonly see um, your paycheck go up throughout the course of the year. Like maybe you, you've reached your FICA tax in August and you've paid the maximum into it. All of a sudden your paycheck goes up to, you know, substantially because you've already paid the maximum. So is that fair? Yeah, you know, that's where we go back and forth. And that's where the politics come into play is if it's fair or not. And this is where I really believe our current administration is going to be pushing to change. Um, you know, to what extent, you know, the number of $400,000 has been thrown out there of raising the FICA tax to that threshold. Um, so, and I, I kind of a, a nerd about Social Security. For those of you who've listened to our podcast in the past, I, I love this topic. Um, I, I did some number crunching on it. I just don't see uh, that raise uh, going up to 400000 just being enough. You know, I, I, I just don't think that's enough FICA tax collected on that. So I personally believe they, they should raise it, you know, basically make it uncapped. I know it's not going to be a favorable opinion for those that are making a lot of money, um, but I think that's what's going to be necessary for the system to be enforced for the long run. Yeah, and so that uh, potential new cap that they've set out there uh, could potentially only cover the benefits that they're expanding as well correct correct yeah and that that's the interesting side of it is is you know we're talking about this and saying okay they're going to raise this they're going to try to revive the trust fund and and at its core by raising the cap on fica you should uh, help revive the trust fund however like caitlin just mentioned the expansion of benefits is where you know biden's saying he wants to make the minimum uh, qualifier or uh, eligibility limits. Someone that can that has paid into the system for 40 quarters. That's what it takes to get your uh, a benefit from Social Security. Uh, the minimum is going to be at, set at 125% of the poverty level. So again, for someone that just has the bare bones minimum Social Security, they're automatically going to get 125% of the poverty level. So again, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's kind of the rules that he's playing by. So to your point, Caitlin, yeah, is this going to actually help the trust fund uh, become more? Social Solvent, or are we just kind of, um, you know, helping more, expand more benefits for those that, that may not have that total uh, high dollar amount of, of Social Security? So how are you uh, currently advising your uh, pre-retirees and, and I guess even current retirees to look mm -hmm. at Social Security with these uh, changes on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, we, we've always earmarked that year, 2034. It's been a very important year for us um, just to say, okay, if nothing's done, you know, the number, is, I, it fluctuates. It's between 70 and 80%, okay? So at that point in time, 2034, 2035, um, Social Security is only going to have enough money coming in to pay out about 75% of the scheduled benefits. 
So at that point, we have to look at our plans and our, our retirees plans and say, well, where do we make the adjustment? What happens if Mr. and Mrs. Smith's income gets cut in half or not in half, but gets cut by 25% in 2034 or 2035? Are we going to be able to survive? Are we going to be able to you know, live going forward? Let's take a look at that. So having that plan is really the basis of what we do uh, when it comes to Social Security and retirement planning for that matter. And every single one of our plans uh, starts with Social Security. So we got to get that timing correct. We have to look at that and forecast that out in the future and see where the, the problems may fall thereafter. So I know you recently told me a really good story um, about the process that we use here in the office, our unlock process, and how it helped a client recover money they were owed from Social Security. Could you share that with us? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. So um, it, like you mentioned, Caitlin, we have a very unique process. We call it our unlock process that we take a, a, pro, a prospective client through to becoming a client and then onboarding and, and continuing to manage that client. So the last step of our, our um, process is keeping everything going. So basically reviewing. So I was meeting with a client who was currently on Social Security. Him and his wife were both on Social Security. And because of their age, they, they qualified for a unique strategy that we, we used and, and since has been changed. Um, it's still eligible based on age. Again, I won't go into the details today on this on this episode. Um, <clears throat> but what we were able to do is the, the wife was younger and the, the husband was older. So she filed for her benefit early. So she collected early, got a little bit of a reduction on hers. And she was getting roughly $300 a month. And then he filed for 50% of her benefit and deferred his. So his was growing by 8%. And then we switched the benefits, okay? So when we switched, he turned his on, her benefits should have automatically gone up or increased to almost half of his. It wasn't quite half because she took hers early. So what ended up happening is we filed for his benefit. We did that here. We helped him through that process. And on the notes, we made mention of that what we were doing and said, please check into my, my spouse's benefit. She should get an increase. Well, she didn't. <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, we didn't catch that till we were reviewing in our, our most recent appointment. And so when she were talking about that, I was asking her, you know, how her Social Security was coming. And she said, well, it's not not all that great. You know, I'm only getting a couple hundred dollars a month or $150 a month after they take out Medicare. So I'm like, well, that's not right. We were projecting, you know, $800 a month, $500 higher than what you're you're getting. And that's uh, a big discrepancy, it, right? It is. <laughs> I'd be it, alarmed. Yeah. So I, I was too. So I, immediately what I did is I'm like, well, what the heck with it? I'm going to you know, call social security. We're going to sit here right now, accomplish our business. Anytime anyone's ever called social security, you're on hold for like an hour. So I figured, <laughs> well, we'll just put them on hold. And, and by God, we got through. So we got through to them and uh, we had a very helpful individual on the other line and we went through the process and told her. And she basically uh, said, we need to file an auxiliary application to try to get that increase in there. So the cool thing was, is uh, knowing the system in and out and, and following up with your client to figure this thing out, we were able to go back and file this auxiliary application and get an extra $500 a month owed to them. Okay. So she was instantly, you know, thrilled with that, even though our plan called for that, we were projecting that out in the future. We just kind of forgot, right? They, they, life went on and, and, um, had we not been keeping on track and, and keeping things going according to our process, we would have missed that. And, and she'd been collecting $300 a month for, for as long as she was alive. So the nice thing too, about this is, is because she was owed this benefit when her husband filed, which was actually about 10 months ago, social security actually owes her back pay. 
So wow. we go back $500 a month times 10 months. They're going to hopefully write her a nice big check for about $10,000. So, or I'm sorry, $5,000. Pardon the math there. So $500 times 10 months, Caitlin, is, is $5,000. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be the financial expert. Well, it sounds like without that uh, collaborative piece of the plan and that constant um you know analysis of are we on track and where are we going with our retirement plan without the whole and the all-inclusive process you could find yourself in real big trouble if you don't have a plan and you're not working a plan with a qualified professional and and monitoring that plan absolutely and and that's the crucial part of our process you know it's not just getting client from walking in the door prospective client taking them through the process getting them all set and then hey we'll have a nice life we'll see you you know when we see you our our process is very defined and we want to make sure that we're constantly meeting with our clients and also you know we're still taking on prospective clients too so constantly being in front of them and keeping on uh, keeping up with their plan is is a crucial part of our our process Well, thank you for sharing that story. And um, I'm sure we may be back on this topic at a later date as uh, things continue to evolve and change. But if you have questions about Social Security and how the recent changes may affect your retirement plan, you can call us at 330-473-1060 or you can go to our website at bashrock-fg.com and schedule a 30-minute call at no cost to you. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.